Wait, hold on. Get it? Uh, oh, yeah. Eight legs, yeah, two fangs, buddy. and an attitude. Attitude. You got I your fucking attitude. attitude. Thank you. Got the singing out of the way early. What you doing to me? Your fucking attitude. No? Nothing? <laughs> this is Slashers? Yeah. Uh, can, I, can, we, can we talk about this? I have desperately wanted, and I have offered our good friend Robbie of uh, Kyle Tricola and the Strangers to record this. Tell me what you think. Go for have it. Have you ever heard of the song Hate Breeders by the Misfits? How does it go? Hate Breeders, whoa. I should have I should have known that's how it goes. Yeah. Like, have you heard the song? So I, I really wanted to do a parody song for the intro for this show where it would be Slashers, Slashers Pod. Pod, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. So if you want to beat Robbie to it, please, by all means, <laughs> record that and we'll stop doing the hidden tracks and everything. So, gentlemen, this week is arachnophobia. Are either of you arachnophobic? No. No, I don't. I don't feel like it until I watch this movie. Right. This like yeah. turns it, definitely, it up. For it, sure. Yeah, it cranks it up a little bit. I feel like arachnus scale. I don't know. That I guess that's the thing. <laughs> I'm probably like a four and a half, five. But after watching it for the, at least the next couple of days, it's like a seven. Okay. I'm like a one. I used to have like a tarantula and play with it and stuff. So I'm really cool if I'm in control. When one like appears on my neck, I'm like, get the fuck off of me. And I have to kill it. But <laughs> in more ways than one. Dude, so so check this out. I have an amusing anecdote. Are you ready for this? I bought hedge trimmers because I'm a dad. You know, like we do. We go over to Home Depot. I blow my wad at Home Depot and I got some hedge trimmers. And as I was driving home, they were pointed up, you know, and I was like, No, I've seen Final Destination. You're not gonna fool me. So I turn them point the pointy end down, okay? Then I get home. And you know I have the fancy gate that keeps my neighbors the fuck away from me. And, and the Jehovah's and Witnesses the don't cross. Yeah. Jim was like, there's a gate. I'm like, yes, you open the gate. But it's a gate. Gates mean stay on the other side. <laughs> He's all sitting there waving at it, doing all kinds of things. Jim does the, uh, the old I Dream of JD. Sim, sim, salabim. Oh, wait, that's Johnny Quest, right? I don't know. But uh, there's a brown widow in, in my gate. that like So a lot of them like to crawl into my mailbox, which is affixed to my gate. And then they stay in there. It's really warm. I was and- completely unaware of this. Oh, yeah? The fuck? Brown widows go in there all the time. <laughs> oh, and so, that is scary. Though that's like the one place where I consistently kill spiders is because I don't want my wife to reach her hand in there and get bit. And so this spider like hid. And I was I tried legitimately, even though it's a poisonous spider, it's a venomous spider. It's not deadly, but it can fuck you up pretty good. My thinking was I was going to take my hedge trimmer or like <laughs> my shears and just like scoot it out. Well, I sliced it like it was a fucking lightsaber. <laughs> Good. And just green God shit. God damn it. Good. all over. And I was like, oh. Yep. Absolutely. I, that's... Had a, I had a moment of silence for this fucking spider. That's how wow. just grossly that's vegan what I am. To happen. Yeah, turn in your vegan card. Shut up, you. I mourned it. Well, yeah. From now on, I'm walking up with a fucking can of Raid and I'm bombing the shit out of it. It's great that, uh, I guess, intern, temporary producer Jim is here. <laughs> I accidentally punched Jim in the stomach one time, killing a spider. Do you remember that? It was, <laughs> He's it, like, I yeah, felt I felt so bad. <laughs> yeah, I felt it. <laughs> so Jim was being very polite. A br- another brown widow, right, was descending behind me in my like gazebo thing in my backyard. And he's like, Jake, look out. And I turn and I do a stepping sidekick. And you know how like Bruce Lee, what the, what the? Well, the what part was Jim's tummy. Oh, no. <laughs> I felt so bad. When was this? Oh, fuck. Six months ago, seven months ago. Yeah. <laughs> 
It was I good was times. not there to witness this. No, yeah, I wish you were though, because oh, well. while I felt just an incredible sense of guilt, I also thought that it could have won us America's Funniest Home Videos. Am I right? <laughs> Overeager dad, Kung Fu's his friend, and and then you have Bob Saget. It's like I'm going to get a ninja kick. Wow, wow. <laughs> the only thing would made it better if I punched Jim in the nuts. Yes, that wins absolutely. you get by default. Absolutely. <laughs> Chad, have you ever punched Jim in the nuts? Oh, several times. That's romantic. Yeah, <laughs> on on purpose or <laughs> yes, I, yeah. I don't think it's ever been an accident. But... What's the capital of Thailand? Fuck boys, mm, <laughs> not going there. All right, all right. <laughs> anyway, so this week is arachnophobia or spider jaws, if you will. Yeah, very <laughs> yes, much agreed. So. Or spider pet cemetery. I mean, this movie is very familiar, but it's also new in its own unique way. Without getting too far into it, what'd you think? I loved it. Absolutely, uh, I agree. I totally enjoyed it. I feel like it's a little long-winded. Goes comes in on just under two hours. Yep. Yeah. So, eh, there's some parts that I can probably skip out on, but uh, I'm kind of fast-forwarding a little bit. I'm yeah. critiquing it ahead of time. There's a good number of deaths, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's fair. And it, I mean, all of the deaths are believable, right? Yeah. They're mostly <laughs> the mummy guy's a little bit excessive, right? Yeah. The mummy guy. <laughs> The guy who looks like the alien from Moontrap. Oh, 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 the guy in the the, the, the photographer. In the yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, I when it, you establish that the spider has <laughs> been feasting on him for two weeks. That's why I'm like, as long as they explain why he is in the state that he's in. Right. That you makes the state sense. of California? Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, yeah, I mean, and essentially they're, they're vampires. Or that's what they say in the movie. So. Hell yeah. 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 Cool. So... I have some fun trivia and stuff. Shall I get into it? Uh, Chad, I understand you have some trivia as well. Yes, I think we both have the same trivia. It looks like it. That's yeah. what I was saying. Like, there's interesting trivia about the movie, but it's also super brief to get through. And then once you've said it, you're kind of done. So do you want to just ping pong back and forth? Uh, sure. You go first. Okay. And if you outdo me, you're off the show. Because mm. Jim is right there, ready to step in on a moment's notice. Come on, Jim Turn. You know, like those runner sprints where they're like kind of crouched? That's Jim. Looking at this microphone, Chad. So you better get a good job or he's going to come over here. <laughs> drop I like it. Over. I like it. Yeah. I like that they uh, used Lemon Pledge to help control the spiders. Because they don't like the stickies on their feet. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, Spider-Man has stickies on his feet. He doesn't seem to mind. Am I right? Guy? Am I, am I? Anyway, yeah, I agree. Watch green screen later. So also, mm. other there's a couple other ways that they would corral the spiders. Yes. There were blow dryers that they would use, and they'd have these little micro holes, and they'd shoot air through because they didn't like the warm. They would use, sometimes use like a baruba wax with a piece of metal, and they would literally use magnets to shuffle the spiders along. Huh. And they also used a microfilament, literally like a leash, to move spiders when they needed to in very rare circumstances in the movie. But no spiders were killed during the filming. Not a one. I don't know if I believe that. All of the spiders that were dead died of natural causes that they brought in. You want proof? When <laughs> died of natural causes. <laughs> yeah. Like my foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how natural is your fucking foot stomping down on those motherfuckers that scares yeah. you? So that actually brings me to a classic point of how diplomatic this movie was, right? So Delbert, or John Goodman, okay. when he squashes a spider, it's a, like less than five second take, right? Yes. Took over an hour to do. Why? Because John Goodman was wearing a hollowed out boot. And what they would do <laughs> is as he would step down on the spider, the spider would curl in, hide, and it would go over. Then with the pull up, it's a reveal. It's a completely different boot because it's kind of a different angle. And that's where the goop comes in. That spider was never crushed. 
Right. Along right. with the spraying as well, right? They used the fake spider that they sprayed right. several times, and then they'd cut back to a live one Does running away. Does it show, away. like, a live one? So there was no spider that got sprayed, like, at all? Like, if they like did it with, with water, water right, or something? Right. Yeah, okay, okay, that's what I was getting at. So yeah. they, it does show them getting sprayed, and that's an actual spider. But, like, the ones that get, like, shot with, like, fizzling homebrew. Yeah, that's all <laughs> yeah, fake. No, that's yeah, right. okay. So the, to make the sounds of the squashing of the spiders, they either stepped on a mustard packet or a potato chip. Oh, I think that's so interesting. All the different sound effects. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck it's called. Um, foley artist is that what it's called? Fo- yep. Foley artist. Foley, like Axel right. Foley. So they, they have like a, a literally like a giant board with all kinds of instruments to use. Well, and they also so like I remember watching one as a kid where they took a head of lettuce and some Kellogg was cornflakes. They put it in a bag and they slapped it on the ground, and that sound was like a guy's head hitting the ground. Oh, and one that I think you would awesome. really like was The Hobbit. So when they were doing like the sounds of the goblins, for instance, the guy used banjo picks on his fingers and <laughs> clicked them, clacked them, clicked them oh, on Oh, that is so cool. It's that so really weird. Neat. Like you're, the things that you're, like, like a silenced pistol. Right. Uh, fun fact, silencers or suppressors do not sound like that at all. You can't mute the sound of gunfire exploding. I'm sorry, or gunpowder rather. So it's it's more like a cut. You, what you're cutting off is the reverberation. So that right. <laughs> sound completely fictional but your mind hears that and you're like, oh it's silencer naturally kind of uh off topic a little bit but have you guys ever been to one of those like matinee shows where they give you props to use during the actual movie i went <laughs> this is like in san diego where they had some like cult classics and like kind of off off the wall shit they showed a uh, human centipede and they gave us not grip tape but uh sandpaper sandpaper for uh. to make the sounds of like cutting of bone uh. like, and then like they'd like knock out the teeth of people and like they gave us like tic tacs like throw and stuff it's like, like a rocky horror picture show very That's, cool huh. interesting so, I mean, and this is in the middle of the day <laughs> yeah how yeah. weird is that usually they <laughs> save really that random. for like the vampires who come out at night yeah it was kind of cool <laughs> right on is it my turn or your turn? I I kind of picked up on yours. So That's I go fine. To the next one. Yeah, go the for it. The spiders that you see, the cute little guys, are Avondale spiders from New Zealand, also known as Delena cancerides spiders. Now, completely non-lethal to humans. They're very docile and safe, and they have these cute little booties. I like those spiders a lot. Like I would like to be friends with one. So <laughs> don't worry. Not intimidating at all. Chad? This was also the first film to be... Uh, build as a thrill omedy. Is that how you say it? Yep. Thrill omedy. So like a thrill slash that comedy. That hasn't carried over, right? No. no. <laughs> I've never heard they that. They killed like... it and started it at the same time. <laughs> like I literally was listening to interviews where they had the interviewer like plug it in. Like that was their copy they had oh, to read. No. I'm like, this is a thrill omedy. <laughs> no. No, that's awful. Yeah. That is so bad. I don't know any movie after this I that just w- did it. <laughs> I just want to say, Shame. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> All caps, sad. Right. Anyway, filmmakers found Bob, who, so the big spider is named Big Bob after Robert Zemeckis. And that spider, the real life one, is actually a bird eating tarantula. And it was the only one in the United States at the time. Even with that, they still added a prosthetic abdomen to make it look bigger. And they added purple stripes to it to make it look more intimidating. Now, the vast majority of those shots, close-ups and everything, were based on an animatronic that was created by Jamie Heineman of Mythbusters fame. Oh, that's it's cool. Robotic. So, like, every time you see that close-up of its eyes, completely fake. Pretty much any time it's crawling. Like, for instance, a great example is when it's crawling out of the dog door. Completely fake. Robotic, but 
it looks good enough, but that's one of the great things that we're talking about with Foley artists. When you make that sound effect, your brain's filling in the rest. When you hear that, I've never hear, heard a fucking spider hit me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> spider fucking hit me, I'm going to squash yeah. that motherfucker. That's so funny because throughout the film, I was just like, did that thing fucking hiss at me like a cat? Yeah. Like, what? Especially the one at the end. It's like a big old hiss. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Juicy. Yep. Your it, turn. So Shit. that's not a thing. A hissing spider? That's not a thing? Barking spider? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on. I'm pretty sure no, it is. is a, there has to be a spider There has there. to be a hissing spider, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. That, I'm sure there is. How has it taken this long before you've actually done one of those? We're episode 30? Yeah. Yeah, Is this episode true. 30? I think it is, yeah. Fuck, episode 30! <laughs> wow! Or actually... 29. No, I think we're at 31, actually. That's where I'm double-checking, because uh, I realized... Fuck. As soon as I said it out loud, I was like, wait a second, no, I'm entirely wrong. Did you guys not celebrate? Nope. No. We just did an episode. Sorry about it. Because we were saving it for you. Yeah, episodes. But now we're past episode 30. But That's technically, cool. with that terrible Ted Bundy review that we did, we already passed it. Ye- oh, Remember how much God. we hated that? That is so bad. Don't we ever watch it. People were Don't like, oh, watch but I it. loved it. Flicking my titties it while is... I'm watching Zach Efron. No, it wasn't yeah. Zach Efron. It no, was a documentary. It was the documentary. Yeah. And it's like, it's it's glorifying somebody who like had sex with It's dead pretty women. funny because I was going to watch it. And then you guys reviewed it. And I was like, all right. I'm not going to do it. If we can save you four hours of your time, <laughs> True. check it out. All right. So, That's the way I look at us when we're doing like the tragics. Like if I can, because this is the, the amount, the no, outpouring of. I wouldn't say that because I think Ice Cream Man was a tragic and I still recommend people watch it. But here's, here's the <laughs> other one. That's not the reigning champion. The reigning champion is Silly Married and Axe Murderer. Which and is all great. of you fucks <laughs> think that it still holds up. It doesn't. It is bad. It is very bad. Oh, God. Here we go. After we did that That one. That movie is no good. (laughs) As long as you could use it in that context, we're okay. After we did that one, there was like three other podcasts that I noticed did it and they all liked it. And I was like, oh my God. Like, are we watching? Are we watching the same film? I don't, I don't understand. Uh, I couldn't. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I had seen other like Mike Myers stuff that I enjoyed recently, like Wayne's World. But- if <laughs> if somebody was like, "Oh, dude, I feel like you would totally love Mike Myers and all of his like you know films that he's in." Oh yeah, what what's a movie that I you feel like I would like? They show me this film. Never watch anything ever again. <laughs> yeah, hard. Sorry pass. about it. <laughs> Did you just uh, have a barking spider there, Chad? Uh. Yes. All right. Wow, <laughs> calling him out, huh? I did. Well, Damn. I wanted a great example because I didn't. We need a mic phone. like right down here. No, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have another? Uh, piece uh, of trivia? Yeah. So this is Frank Marshall's like debut of being a director, but he also produced several Steven Spielberg films like The Goonies, Poltergeist, Gremlins, Empire of the Sun, and The Color Purple. Empire of the Sun is the first starring role of Christian Bale. By the way, I think he was eleven at that time. His first film role of all time, Mio in the Land of Far Away. I think I've talked about that on the show. Big fan of that guy. He's pretty damn good at what he does. Yeah, I agree. So, just shows you. I will return fire with the trivia. The video game published by Walt Disney Computer Software. They also did a comic book adaptation, which I was not able to find, but I would love to. The game was released in 1991 by Blue Sky Software. If you know your history, Blue Sky Software is responsible for so many things that you butt fucking love. I'm pointing to Jim. Vector Man, motherfucker. 
Jim's never heard of Vector Man. He's demoted. Be nope. What's lower than intern? Okay, you are the gimp of the show now. <laughs> anyway, the game was released on uh, Amiga, the, uh, Amstrad, CPC, Commodore Board 64. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Jim. The the gimp suit's over in the corner over there. So, And you're going to have to climb in that big piece of luggage that we have. <laughs> Anyway, do you mind using a used ball gag? <laughs> no, we're good. Okay. I rinsed it off and then I put it in my dishwasher for sanitization. Chad, you got another one? No, oh, go ahead. I, I didn't finish my point about the video game. You can look it up on YouTube. Super cute. Like the effort they made. And you can hear like the grunting sounds of Delbert as he's like squirting the <laughs> pesticide. It's fun. Keep going. Your turn. No, go for it. I watched a clip <laughs> of a show called Bob's Basement where Bob's Burns showed uh, movie props that he had. and the host called the spinnerets of the spider stingers. And he's like, oh, it has two stingers. Maybe. Here's a thought. You're going to talk about spiders. You should probably know a vague idea of their anatomy. Whatever. <laughs> like we said, I'm probably the arachnophile of the group. <laughs> so anyway, Saturn Awards. We love our Saturn Awards here on Slasher's Pod. Yeah, uh, buddy. Those of you who know Saturn Awards are like the coveted awards. They're not really the, ones. the awards that matter. Yeah. And speaking of which, the best actor goes to Jeff Daniels. Best horror movie goes to Arachnophobia 1991. Enjoy it. Bing, bong, boom. Nope. Just stop. Okay. Spider Wrangler (laughs) Stephen Kutcher. Before Arachnophobia, he had dealt with 3,000 locusts in Exorcist 2, 40,000 carpenter ants for an episode of Wonder Woman, and hundreds of roaches for Orkin pest control commercials. So this dude was like born and bred to do this role. <laughs> and Jeff Daniels... It's fucking creepy. Yeah, this guy... Daniels completely throws this guy under the bus and is like, this dude cared... or And um, Goodman, both were like, he cares about the insects more than he does people. And the dude was like, yeah, they're kind of my life. And they've never been mean <laughs> to me. That's in an interview from 1991 before the movie came out. And my last bit of trivia. I go Cantor the producer of the 1977 film Kingdom of the Spiders and the ill-fated sequel Kingdom of the Spiders 2 3D never actually oh, happened. Kind of 3D, did. huh? Yeah. The movie starring Willie Schatz or as uh, many people call him, William Shatner. Yep. Star Trek rules. Anyway, <laughs> he said that the movie was, quote, a copy. And he said, quote, but you don't go sue Steven Spielberg. So what did Jake do in his copious amounts of free time Fuck boys. You tried to sue you Steven Spielberg. <laughs> One of you was very correct. <laughs> and I used my lawyering to try and sue Steven Spielberg. No, I uh, I did watch it. It is super fun, super dumb. You could find it for free on YouTube. I could see the similarities. I'll kind of address them as we get into the movie. But can I spoil the ending for you? Because I think that that movie. Oh, please do. <laughs> it, it has such a better ending than this movie. It's Go not even it. funny. Willie Schatz and all these people barricade themselves in this cabin. They don't want the spiders getting in. They're blocking the vents, blocking the windows, blocking the doors. And Willie Schatz is like, hey, we should go check and see what's going on outside. I'm going to open the door. They're like, don't open the door. Don't open it. Think how many spiders are coming if you open the door. And he's like, oh, okay. I'm smart. I figured it out. So they open up a window, like the slat in front of the window, because they're like, oh, we would have heard the glass break if they broke it. So he Wait, opens spiders it. are breaking windows? They're like hardcore. Are they oh. like much bigger? Wow. Not really. Okay. Oh. They're actually all like just tarantula size, but they're p- very potent and they're killing livestock. And they're breaking, <laughs> they're breaking, they're breaking windows. Glass. They don't. That's the point. They would hear it if they had is what they're saying. So they open it <laughs> and it's just gray as if there's a fog over the town. And it cuts to a matte painting and of a cabin. It's all web. Covered in web. And it pans out. 
and the entire town is covered in web, which means that <laughs> Willie Schatz and his little niece are going to die. And the lady he's fucking steady who he just met, who's changing her whole life to be with him, she's going to die. <laughs> Way better than huh. going back to San Francisco. Yeah. You All right. Sounds good. Fuckers ready to get in the stab distance. Yeah. Yes. I feel like, sorry, again, off topic. Kind of, sort of. Once upon a time, I feel like there was a movie, there was kind of like a thriller about killer bees. Do you guys remember anything like that where like an entire town gets like attacked by like Africanized is called Africanized bees? I think right? you're talking about the wicker man. Oh, no. the bees, my eyes. I remember <laughs> no, but it's, my it's girl like an entire town that gets attacked by bees and they have to like survive for so long. Like they oh, like swim underwater and did it get a theatrical release or was it a bee movie? Got him. I seriously was stopping to listen to what you're saying. <laughs> was it <laughs> fucking dick? Was it the swarm from 1978? It, it might be. It Deadly might be. It invasion old. of it the was, killer bees from 1995. It was very old. So killer swarm, killer bees. There's a lot of bee movies. There's yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of bee movies. <laughs> <laughs> More than you can imagine. Yeah. Deadly invasion. The killer bees. All right. I, just, I, I remember watching something uh, growing up where I was like, oh, that's crazy. That like somebody locked themselves inside their car yeah. and like bees swarmed the car and they started crawling inside the vents of like the AC. You're talking about the savage bees. There yeah, you go. I remember seeing that in, in uh, on TV. It was fucking crazy. 1976 film, an hour and 30 minutes long, totally within our realm of possibility. We've had a bunch of goons talking about us doing more classic film. If you'd like, let us know. We'll do that movie. I have no fucking shame. If I can find it on YouTube especially, that's great. We've kind of <laughs> yeah. well, we've talked about it on the show yeah. before. We kind of had a principle like we wanted to make sure that anybody accessible. could easily accessible. Yeah. Right. It's it has to be accessible to other people because what's the point if we're talking about some super obscure movie that nobody's going to have any understanding of what the fuck we're talking about? Cuz it's a communal experience. It's not like we're just pandering. I mean, I, I think a lot of people who are like really deep in the know are like, "Yeah, you fucking you didn't do splatter gut shit fuck 17." I'm like, "I First of all, I don't know how you can get past the MPAA with language like that, Mr. Man. But then the point being, I want to be able to have those kind of fan interactions where somebody messages us and they're like, hey, Jaws is awesome. Thanks for reviewing it. And I'm like, you're welcome, guy. It's the best movie ever. <laughs> I think that was part of my issue with Street Trash. You're I a whore. I could not find it. Well, it's so good. A street, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> Shutter street. and Amazon Prime, I think, have it. Do they? Yeah. Do you have to pay for it? No. Oh, it's on Prime? Yeah. Oh. Uh, really? I'm 90% certain, yeah. Huh. They must have picked it up after we covered it. What about Blood Diner? <laughs> Blood Diner, if you message me, I'll find a way to get it to you. Yeah, I think that was the other one, too. I, I am like, evangelical about that fucking movie. Everybody should watch Blood Diner. Jim Turn, have you seen Blood Diner? God, you're Ooh. demoted below Gimp. <laughs> wow. Okay. Me and Jimmy both have not seen it. Viewing party. We're wa we're having a viewing party. <laughs> I mean, I'm down to watch it for like the sixth time. Yeah, right. In less than a year. <laughs> anyway, the budget for this film, $22 million. The gross, $53.2 million. And then as of 2019 is $103 million. Yeah, that's oh. awesome. Oh, in, no, wait, excuse me. That's in adjusted for inflation. Adjusted, right. Okay. So when you adjust for inflation, the budget is $43 million. Jesus Christ. From the nineties, you're doubling. More than, it. It's more than it's almost, almost tripling. Well, for the, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. almost okay. double math. <laughs> <laughs> but here's me thinking, oh yeah, the nineties were just ten years ago. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah. Movie came out July eighteenth, nineteen ninety. 
it was the only movie to come out in theaters that weekend. It should have came out on July 4th. So it can be like Jaws, right? Hell yeah. Like 4th of July weekend. <laughs> well, it should have. Yeah. <laughs> Considering it is basically Jaws. Also directed by, you know, or produced by Amblin Entertainment, which was made because of Steven Spielberg. And it's named after Amblin, which was a movie that he did. And blah, blah, blah. He did. Josh, I'm going to gesture in front of Chad's face on the camera. Sorry, Chad. You're just like, how many different levels of bacon for movies? See, the same bug that just flew on me flew on Brian's forehead. Sorry. Arachnophobia. <laughs> so, I'm going to freak the fuck out. <laughs> now, the week before was Die Hard, or two weeks before was Die Hard 2. Can't compete. The week before, Ghost. Ugh. Oh, can totally compete. And fuck that movie. A couple weeks later, Flatliners on August 10th. Oh, can't compete. I like Flatliners. Well, it's fun, right? Yeah. I like Flatliners. I Did also like Die Hard. Nah, fuck no. Oh, it's so Although, stupid. Oh, I know how to play the piano. <laughs> to be fair, the Die, Die Hard 2 is like the least favorite, probably. Hard pass on that. I think that the one with him and his son is way more annoying. Mm. Die Hard 2, you get to see death from Bill and Ted's bogus yeah, journey's but you, ass. But you know what? <laughs> you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I, I guess, yeah. I guess what I should say is within the same vein of like classic diehards. Okay, if you're talking right? the original trilogy, like it's the, the worst of that trilogy. Yeah. The original, even four, I feel like. Live is, for your diehard. I'll give you that. That's right. Fun. He, he killed a, a helicopter with a police right, car. Right, exactly, with a fucking did with a, with I didn't a see bike. It, I did it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kevin Smith, what is the wizard, is that what his yes. name is? Yeah, 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 I think so. He oh. was. There we go. His IT guy was laughing at that whole scene because he's like, he knows nothing of anything about a computer. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> the runtime of the film, 110 minutes. I think we all agree, you can trim some fat on this movie. Yeah. It's not terrible. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I still was engaged the whole time, but I think... You trim this down to even 100 minutes, you're in a way better spot. I mean, the five-minute fondling of the high school boy scene was kind of long. Awkward. <laughs> very useless. Very yeah. useless. Like, I get it. You, you know, he's like, oh, I got another paying gig. That's cool. And then it would have been cool if he just, like, shows up and he says, all right, drop him. It just shows a bunch of guys drop him and then cut scene. That's better. Right? Much and better. then you're like, okay, that's it. I don't need to see him touching everybody's genitalia. Well, especially because yes. this douche pimple... He's touching their junk with, even if it's a glove, he goes from one to the next without changing his gloves at all. So he could be herpying up all these poor boys. Yeah, but you're also talking about what? Early 90s? They don't give a fuck. Ew. Uh, they well, the don't. AIDS crisis was pretty in effect there. Yeah, but he's a doctor. <laughs> yeah, he's a doctor, bro. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of doctors did you go to? <clears throat> his name was Bill, and he, he had a van behind the Baskin Robbins. I don't want to talk about it. His touch was tender and his <laughs> eyes had a mighty gaze. Oh, God. Frank Wilton Marshall co-founded Amblin Entertainment with Steven Spielberg and his wife. You know who his wife is? Jim will appreciate this. You might know her as the evil who's ruining Star Wars. And that's coming from a guy who doesn't like Star Wars. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy. Who? Huh. <laughs> yeah, as Jim needs to get himself to a safe space. So this is something he said that I really appreciated. Marshall had compared this movie to a funhouse, right, where it's kind of spooky, but you're enjoying yourself the whole time. And he talked about it being a roller coaster as well, saying people like to be scared, but laughing like a roller coaster. I don't... No one wants to be terrified. And I can appreciate this, not because I don't want to be terrified and not to be like braggadocious, but I don't feel like I'm capable of being terrified in a movie. So I'd rather have it be more fun than sit there and watch something that's supposed to be scary where I'm like, 
Uh-huh. Yeah. True. When I go to those places, I'm just looking at the design and going, oh, that's pretty cool. That's but here, cool. But I'm never freaking out like, oh, my God, it's so scary. Here, here's the thing about this film, though. For me, I never once just like chuckled. Nothing came to me where I was like, oh, 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 oh right. that was good. <laughs> I, right? I, don't, I don't feel like this is a thrillomedy. No, like, no, at no. All. like the only thing, like, the tone is a little bit off to when uh, what's his name comes in. Like I get it the if there if there was some some they they turned very it dry yeah. humor cut in between right but I didn't get any of that so fun thing that ties into that so the the guys who wrote the movie Don Jacoby and Wesley Strick Daniel said of them quote you could tell that the lines were kind of written by computer he said and apparently a lot of the tweaking so lines that were technically straight lines were delivered with a comedic effect or you know kind of twinge to try and make it more light even though it wasn't because it just felt kind of like a horror movie by numbers which goes directly to it's jaws it basically right. they remade jaws so that's kind of where it comes from also pet cemetery which came out just a year before i mean very similar premise yeah and so but i mean even i feel like even with jaws you had a little more kind of subtle off humor Oh, so much than, better than with this, right? Yeah, right. The so, only thing, uh, yeah, it was just heavy-handed with the exterminator. Which, yeah, you could. I feel like Delbert was not intended to be that funny. I think that's definitely John well, Goodman chewing the scenery and just being. And then I mean, fantastic. it doesn't. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't help when, as soon as he steps on screen, they have the, the fucking music. Yes. Yeah, that's what I mean. They just like turned it up and yeah. Here's my. And then again, dies down when he's off screen. He is Shaw, Robert Shaw. He is Quint from right. Jaws in right. this film. But he took it in a completely different direction where he's way more comedic. When you think about uh, Quint, he is very comedic. He but is. He is so intense. But he's very yes. serious about it. Yeah. Right. Right. And I think that maybe that's why he didn't die is because you have the direct comparison. But I think that just like with Jaws, I love that death because it shows that even the guy who's the most stalwart and capable, the guy who's prepared for the situation his whole life still can be overwhelmed. And here's a guy who fancies himself an expert on entomology and he could still die. That's my thinking. But we'll move on. I'm sure I'll make that point as we go. Did you know that Jacoby <laughs> wrote Double Team? Oh, what's Double Team, you oh, ask? Oh, fuck. That's Jean-Claude Van Damme. And Dennis Rodman, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime we could uh, throw out Jean-Claude Van Damme, JVD, JCVD. if you will. JCVD. Have you seen that movie where he delivers the monologue? No. It was a great movie that he's in where it's kind of like uh, slightly autobiographical, whatever. He kind of plays himself in the situation where I think they're holding up a post office. And so he's sitting there. And they rise him on a rising chair and he does this really intense monologue. It's very self-reflective and self-deprecating. And he comes back down. Dude, it's super cool. You should check it out. I don't know. All I remember growing up watching JCVD movies is how many times he does the splits for no apparent reason. It's necessary. I don't know. Absolutely necessary. You know, blood sport. Necessary. You know, doing the splits in between two chairs. Yep. And it's just like, I guess you're stretching your limbs. And, and Kickboxer, where his coach is literally thing, stretching you know? him. Remember that? Absolutely. Love it. I, I think just recently, didn't they come up with like a Volvo commercial? <laughs> between where he the does two the cars. splits between two trucks. Love it. <laughs> yeah. It I mean, it's fun, like after the fact, where he plays on the whole, like, yeah, I do nothing but the splits and I do like roundhouse kicks. That's about it. The thing that breaks my heart is in, I think it was Expendables 2, because it's the last one I saw. They kind of kill him unceremoniously. It's like, dude, it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Right, like, exactly. For our generation specifically, you can't 
punk out Jean Claude. Like I trust me, I love me some Sylvester Stallone. Like I'm the dude who's seen. I wish Cobra I wish he would have just like gotten like some exploding shrapnel to the nuts as he's doing the splits. Yeah, like a split laugh. <laughs> I don't like I don't like that so much. We're changing topics. He also wrote Evolution, which is a movie I love. Check this yes. out. Also wrote Life Force, which I love. Also wrote the Philadelphia Experiment, which I love. And John Carpenter's Vampires, which I love, even though James Woods has oh. gone fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. James Woods. <laughs> you remember that? You get a little uh, little chub there, Padre. Hey, you remember that? He beats the shit out of this priest, and then afterwards he's like. He's asking him, like, did you get your rocks off when I beat the fuck out of you, guy? <laughs> Swear. James Woods. Super good. He's also, what, like a genius, right? Yeah. He's pretty fucking smart, I'm pretty sure. And you'd have to be pretty fucking smart if your last name was Strick. And you also wrote Cape Fear, Wolf, The Saint, Doom, The Nightmare on Elm Street remake, Not So Smart. And then <laughs> four episodes of The Man in the High Castle. Yeah. These are both like two very proficient writers. Not great, but Cape Fear is a fucked up movie. I, I I've recommended it once or twice, but Jake's like hard pass, hard pass. Nothing yeah. with the R. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Honestly, like so. Here's something I figured out that you can watch. So, have you ever heard of Commander USA or something like that? He was like a guy who is not as good as Joe Bob, but he was like a superhero who kind of looked like the comedian from Watchmen. He okay. would cue in movies. So that's when I watched the Killer Spiders. It was on YouTube or the Kingdom of the Spiders, excuse me. And he like cues it in and out. And so I was thinking, oh, if I could find some movie that had, like, let's say the R word in it, I could just watch on, you know, the made for the cable edit. I'd right, right. Made for TV. Right. right. That stuff. Uh, music by Trevor Jones. <laughs> you might remember him as the guy who did the music for Excalibur, Labyrinth, Buttfucker, awesome. Mississippi Burning, Last of the Mochicans, and In the Name of the Five. Mo- Mochicans? I pronounced it wrong on purpose. I swear on my life. I swear on my life. I know. <laughs> Even in my notes, it's pronounced, it's spelled correctly. He knows how it's pronounced. I'm like so smart. You would not believe it. <laughs> Shall we get into nicknames? Yes. Dick names. Snick names. Prick names. Yes, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Daniels is Dr. Ross Jennings. You might know him from films such as The Squid and the Whale. Oh, what's that movie? It's a movie where Jeff Daniels' son comes in his hands and spreads it on library books. Or, uh... <laughs> No, no fucking joke. I bought the movie. I was like, Jeff Daniels, indie film. Gotta check this. Oh. Or, you know, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, right. Have you ever seen Bloodwork that he was in? No. Yes. Bloodwork is super fun. It's a detective movie with Clint Isn't Eastwood. That, yeah, he directed it, right? Clint Eastwood. Oh, so good. It's good. Not great. Wasn't he uh, just recently in some some stuff where he's like a reporter? Like a yeah. news reporter? Yes. Was Lots of political good? stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's like that, that one monologue he did, like changed his fucking life where he's like, America was never great. Huh. So pretty clear we're gonna call him Harry, right? Yeah. Harry. Harry. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Like I try to come up with something clever. I'm like, or not. We don't have to. His wife, uh, Harley Jane Kozak, as Molly Jennings, you might recall that she was in I Spit on Your Grave three. Hmm. Vengeance is mine. Haven't seen it. Nope. No, neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, to be honest with you, she hasn't she wasn't in the film. All that much. Yeah. And that's kind of, it's almost sad. Can we call like, her a snooze fest? Because she did. I know. wish she was in it a little bit more. Yeah. Well, she, she was a camera lady, right? She just kind of walks in and supports him. Right. She's just like, she's like with the children a lot. Yeah. Well, she kind of rubs it in her face that she was more successful than he was. Yeah. With a stockbroker and yeah. whatnot. She's like, well, I can go back to work because you suck. <laughs> We're going to call her a stay at home mom. Okay. All right. Then we have John Goodman as Delbert McClintock. And I want to point this out. 
There's an actor named Ken Thorley, who you might remember was in a little film. Might have heard of it called Men in Black. He's never the, heard of it. I swear on my life. <laughs> the pest control guy. He literally, when you look at his outfit, it is John Goodman when he's doing the dual wheel right. with, yep. with the right. two tanks and the green. That's before the big cockroach shoves the thing down his throat and the yep. suit. Remember that? Yeah. Okay, affirm me. I need you to affirm me with your words because my love <laughs> yeah, language I, I is get, positive I reinforcement. You know, he he really loves the the salt, right? It's the salt or the sugar. Sugar, sugar. I want some salt yeah, and water. Give me some sugar. Let me ask you a quick question: Is this is this an impersonation of a space cockroach or our, or our president? Am I right? I want some sugar. What? It's a joke. That's I don't good. know. That's good. Yeah. Moving on. Oh, yeah. What are we going to call John Goodman? Politics. <laughs> just fucking around. It's all just dicks and <laughs> at the end of the day, right? <laughs> trying to remember the context of hey, when we first said that. We've hey. been saying that for so long. I and, don't know. Why. And butts. Butts. Yep. Brian saved a meme of mine. I sent over a rough draft and it involved boobs. And I was like, I feel like it doesn't get the whole thing. He's like, butts, butts. Jake. Everybody <laughs> gets butts. You're like uh, the sage, like mystic who I find in the forest. You're like the answer you've been looking for. Your I'm whole like, life. I'm like, butts. You're, you're like a Karnak from Johnny Carson, and uh, the answer is butts. Uh, rips open the envelope. <laughs> Terrible meme made by Jake to generate listeners who probably don't give a fuck. Crumple, toss. Anyway, what are we calling John Goodman? Mister Roseanne. <laughs> Ooh, talking yeah, about politics. Right. Am I right? Ooh. <laughs> guy from the artist guy from 10 cloverfield lane oh he was also in chud a classic that we had reviewed well, well, you call him chud. i'll call him chud yeah I'll call him all chud. Right. chud all right <laughs> hold on you didn't like chud i like chud you've never even fucking finished chud no nope. just because i didn't like chud doesn't <laughs> mean okay first thing doesn't mean that i hated it right that you hated it you literally just said you hated I'm speaking, I'm speaking. Okay. It's called hyperbole. It's what we do in the 21st century. Okay. I didn't say that you hated it. Well, you literally just said, oh, you hated it. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> you want to talk political. You can't prove I said shit. It just wasn't one of my favorites. But it's good. And it's awesome. It's classic. <laughs> but anyway. It, but it's good. Julian Sands played James Atherton, the doctor. Y'all motherfuckers might know him from Warlock. I know him from two things. An episode of Biker Mice from Mars. Oh, yeah, I went there. Wow. And if you are a fan of the Michael Graves Misfits, you might remember a song called Helena, which is a reference to the film Boxing Helena. And if I could give you a few bars of the song, if I cut off your arms and I cut off your legs, would you still love me anyway? Can you sing it? If I cut off your arms and cut off your legs, <laughs> would you still love me anyway? I like Bound it. and get draped and displayed. Would you still love me? Love uh -huh. me anyway. <laughs> you don't remember that? You ever heard that song? No. Fuckers, I'm making a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, what's your favorite misfit song? This is gonna be so oh funny. Oh my god. It's so funny. I couldn't name one. <laughs> I have already sung two different ones in this one. No, I've sung three different ones in I'm, this I'm, one episode. I'm thinking of one in my brain <laughs> right uh, now. The first one. <laughs> <laughs> Teenagers from Mars. Yeah, that's the one. 
and we don't care. <laughs> so that bring, bring the count in this episode. Attitude, hate breeders, box or Helena, and teenagers from Mars. One of those is my favorite. One last courage. People don't understand. One I do not courage. listen to music at For all. A sweet death. If you don't mind, <laughs> whatever. It, I kind of have a tattoo for him there. Kind of a big deal for me, even though Danzig's a bit of a cuck. Moving a on. bit of a cuck. <laughs> <laughs> so Julian Sands, I was talking about how he's actually an arachnophile as well. Talking about how he's literally stopped his car to help ferry tarantulas across the road in California. And he said that he was actually kind of pushed to his limits in this movie. If you recall, there's a scene where the doctor falls and there's spiders all over his face. The way that they achieved that practical effect was to put a funnel-type mask over his face. They filled it with spiders that fell onto his face, and they had to keep it there stationary, and they'd pull it off when they'd start filming, and so the spiders would spread well, their life. They'd, they'd like run away for their lives yeah. because they're literally probably scared out of their minds. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They're like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. After right? they've been scrambling <laughs> on his face the whole time oh. the mask was on. Uh, that's and, awful. oh, did I mention the fact that he also knew he had to swing backwards upside down? Dude's kind of a pimp. Like, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. not bad. And uh, also, he's Dr. Ponytail. Yes, Doc I agree. <laughs> what what did I call him earlier? Spider Pony? Spider Pony. Spider yeah. Pony. <laughs> that's just like the worst centaur ever. Can we talk about that? <laughs> okay. We're gonna... I don't know where they're spraying their webs from, but it comes from somewhere. <laughs> that's, like, that's like literally the donkey show from hell. Oh, I'd see it. Agreed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. It's always a soft-spoken one. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's move on. I'm going to leave out some of these characters. Henry Jones played Dr. Sam Metcalf. He's the old guy who Fucking wouldn't give a prick. He's just a dick. Yeah. Fucking prick. Dick prick? Prick dick? Prick dick. Yeah, prick yeah that dick. sounds... I know his wife was uh, the chick from um, Billy Madison. Yeah. Francis Bay, the sweetheart old lady. <laughs> yeah. You could have a nice glass and shut the hell up, yeah. right? <laughs> you will go to sleep or I'll put you to sleep. <laughs> Kathy Kinney, also known as Mimi from Drew Carey Show, was in this film as well. Yep. Stuart yep. Pankin as Sheriff Lloyd Parsons, or as I like to call him, the poor man's Jim Belushi. John Belushi. Yeah, Which one yeah, is I it? I can see that. John. John. Je yeah. John? John, John Jacob, yeah. Jingleheimer Schmidt. He was also in Congo, which I'll probably reference like four or five times in this movie because it was also not great. He's he's definitely one of the, the actors where you're like, I can't put a name on where I've seen him. Yeah. He's another <laughs> right? role it's that a, they kind of yeah. seem to try and do a lot he's of a, comedy with. He's a with. fringe actor and he just hangs out on the outside. Just, yeah. yeah. Whatever. And do we have a nickname for him? Fringe. Oh, <laughs> I was gonna call him Captain Crunch because he eats the cereal. And that's yeah. The... That's it. Was it Captain Crunch? No, it's just cereal. But that's my favorite. I'm like, what is it exactly, Jake? <laughs> uh, well, let me pull up the movie. No, on it my... seems like it would be Captain Crunch. It's not like it's Rice Krispies or Cheerios or some shit. I think it, it was like is some like sort a healthy of, cereal. Which some sort of me. flakes. Yeah, it was an old lady cereal, so it made sense. <laughs> Brannios. <laughs> okay, so which one of you? Turd Pockets is going to do the recapitation <laughs> this week. Go for it, Brian. I'm trying to work on diversifying my swearing. Sorry, guys. Turd uh, Pocket, go. New doctor moves into town with family and two kids. Family includes two kids. I don't know why I'd separate them. Uh, <laughs> I like that it's like he and his wife were family boy, and these kids girl. just followed him. Like they're from Children of the yes, Corn. I they're know, just walking. That, yeah, please. 
elaborate on me fucking up, guys. <laughs> you Come added on. to <laughs> it. You added to it, man. Uh, um, yeah, so they move to a new town. He gets promised all of the patients. Apparently, old doctor wants to stick around. But before that, I totally fucked up. No, before that, there's a photographer who goes to Venezuela to take pictures of everything. He's not really trained for it. Uh, gets bit by a spider. They send him back to town. That's where we have new doctor comes to town. Spiders spread everywhere. Attack all of the town folk. Craziness ensues. Barn catches on fire. The end. I just came up with a name for the photographer who we didn't give a name to. Can we call him the Spy Dork? Spy Dork? Get it? Spy Dork? Because he's a dork. He and and it goes with Spider. Spy Dork. Spy Dork. Or we call him Spy Derp. With a P? There are bugs flying everywhere. I know. I mean, it's on yeah. your glasses. Motherfucker. <laughs> anyway. I'm going to be who, uh, like uh, the guy from um, Home Alone. That Marv. Yes. With a spider on his face. <laughs> yeah, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk? Daniel Stern, also in Chud. That's why also it's a classic movie. Exactly. <laughs> Daniel exactly. Stern is so good in that yeah, movie. Yeah, he's oddly enough the like ex-tweaker uh uh, the reverend reverend which i honestly wonder i never put, kitchen dude yeah. i never put this together do you think that the reverend the former drummer of Avenged sevenfold oh god named himself after that character <laughs> they're both kind of strung out looking and tiny and weird you know i was like you're looking the wrong way bud <laughs> all right chad, is chad it, oh. tell me one Avenged sevenfold song please <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> hey chad what's your favorite misfit song we just listed four uh, four minutes ago shit. <laughs> um, no, we're good. We're was good. there a sun in one or something? I don't know. What did you say? Sun? I don't He's know. He's like Empire of the Sun. Yeah, is that it? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Where Christian Bale played Tiny Old Danzig. <laughs> oh, oh God! <laughs> so Chad, do you want to take us through the uh, swing by play this week? Bud? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so it starts out with. Jerry Manley, which is a spy, spy dork, dork <laughs> arrives in Venezuela uh, to join a expedition of a of Doctor Ponytail. Ponytail. Um, they're going to. I guess there's like this opening in um, the forest canopy, is what they said, or something. Yep. Where basically they said no one has seen it in like ten thousand years or some junk. Yeah. <laughs> Untouched by humans. Very similar to like Congo. Even yes. the Meg. I don't know if you've seen that, but in oh, that, I have the Marianas Trench where they go under it. Like, oh, you didn't know? But that kind right. of thing, yeah. yeah. Where it's like untouched by man, which explains <laughs> oh, why you have oh, super no. monsters. Oh, you didn't know. No ass but a call somebody. Yeah, you thought I was going to leave you hanging. Hell yeah, no. buddy. Hey, Is that a song? Chad. <laughs> Brian <laughs> and I have two words for you. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Sorry, go on. The uh, 90s with so, a vengeance. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because when they reach the bottom of this trench or whatever you want to call it, crevasse. 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 They basically bring this like giant smoke gun <laughs> and just start killing everything. Yeah, seriously, the Green Goblin wants to invest in one of those. That's some sick gear. Yeah. Fucking weird. Can we talk about something? Dr. Ponytail is obnoxious. This is the scene that makes him an he's asshole. So, he's so pompous. He, yes. He's like, we're going to go to the Tepuis. And the spy dork is like, oh, huh? and he's like, Tepuis, it means mountains. How the fuck didn't you say mountain then? Yes. Everything about him. He's like, 
the photographer says, oh, I'm uh, not feeling good. I'm kind of sick. And he's like, get sick on your own time. And it's like, damn, calm down. It reminds me, he reminds me so much of the guy. Fuck, I can't believe I'm, his name is escaping me. But he was the lead singer in Spinal Tap who was in Airheads with his shitty little ponytail they rip off. You remember that? I remember Airheads. Steve Buscemi. No, he's he's one of the Airheads. He's one of the Lone Rangers. You call yourself the Lone Rangers? Anyway, moving on. I don't know. I was <laughs> oh, like, they the only dinosaurs. person I know from Con- or from uh, Arids. They referenced dinosaurs twice because what was Steven Spielberg doing at the time of this? What was he doing, Brian? What was good old Mr. Spielberg doing at this time? Mr. Spielberg. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> are you serious? You have nothing? Or are you playing it really <laughs> Jurassic good? Jurassic Park. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, You're uh, like uh, cut. 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 <laughs> We're going to need to pull his press credentials. Can you get him off the booth? Jim Turn, get over here now. (laughs) Michael Crichton's legacy over here. Yeah. So, yeah, so they smoke a whole bunch of these trees um, and a bunch of insects start falling from the trees. You could tell we're not millennials because smoking trees mean something different to that age group. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) My wife legitimately jumped when the spider attacked his camera. That was the first one. And I was like, oh, this is going to be a great film. Yeah. Yeah. Even right there, the doctor ponytails. Luckily, uh, you know, he's like, no, it's not dead. It's dead. dead. (laughs) My wife is like so deathly afraid of spiders oh yeah and she's like yeah no, i'll totally watch it with you and i'm like eh, you sure about are that? you though and i kind of <laughs> saved her the trouble i just watched on my own and i feel like far better oh, just this I last bet. weekend when i went off. hiking at your house i showed her that spider and it was a little baby guy like, and she's hey, like get that fucking thing dude. away from me she's like, no no yeah i see it and i was like no come look at the coloration is really cool look at you can see where he's hiding and he's kind of made this uh, camouflage with the web she's like, no yeah it's great it's cool <laughs> she's like four arms lengths away from me yeah no joke she's really not cool with that so for her to agree to it i was like huh Interesting. I don't believe you. I feel like you used your <laughs> anal coupon for that, where she was yeah. like, this is going to make me uncomfortable and you'll enjoy it. So here you go. <laughs> Sorry. That's Sorry, wifey. <laughs> I hope she doesn't so, listen to this show. So anyway, one of the spiders kind of escapes. They capture two of them and bring them back. They uh, package them up to bring them back to the U.S. And the one that escaped is like a ninja jumping on all their equipment, hiding from them. Spider dork. Gets spy dork. Mm-hmm. He has like a, he, the flu, a fever. Right? Yeah, he says yeah. I still have a fever from whatever trip he came from. Or and the only whatever. relief is more cowbell. <laughs> what, what's really cool about this part, right, where he goes into the tent, is it doesn't show like any kind of spider movement at all. It's just the movement underneath the sleeping bag right. or underneath the, the or blanket. the shadow outside of the tent. Yeah, exactly. right. So it's just shadow, but then it shows actually like the movement underneath the blanket, right? Yes. And it's like that. The, literally can be somebody moving their hand underneath it off camera. Right. And you're like, oh my God, I have the feeling this giant spider that's going to attack. So yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah. So he lays down, the spider crawls up his legs, shows the blanket moving up. He puts his hand down to like, see what's moving, gets bit and just seizes up. It's kind of interesting death. I, I, this is what I put in my notes that, uh, it's, let me see. It's as if he stubbed his toe and is trying not to say fuck at a kid's birthday party. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And you know what was really cool about it as well is they stay consistent with the poison, the poison on how it affects other people. Right. 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 Uh, So, yeah. Everyone, I think, except for the old man doctor who is like talking and fully fine. But I, although I, delayed, I, I digress, I digress. It, 
I feel like it's also the offspring. It's it's an infant, True. right? So it's yeah. not a full potential bo- poisonous bite. So he's still able to sputter words here and there before he dies. Right. Yeah, I can give you that. Right. It's not the OG daddy that killed the guy. What do we call him? Spidork. Spidork. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Spidork dies. They put him in a box. They think he died because of his fever. They don't check him for wounds or anything. They're just like, oh, it was the fever. Put him in a wood box, ship him back to the US, but there's a stowaway and the big spider is in the box with him. Then we cut to the hearse at Kanaima. Yes. Where we meet the, did we give the coroner a name? No. Anyway, yeah. He's kind of weird. Hey, did you guys know this? Always eating. Yeah. Next to dead bodies. Love it. Yeah. It's a fucking constant theme throughout. Right. Yeah. I think we talked about it in Signs of the Lambs. We talked about exactly. it in Night of the Creeps. I mean, we talked about it through the um where he's the coroner. He's the what was the one with the gas station? Oh, body bags. Body, body bags. bags yeah. Right. Because yeah. he's drinking the formaldehyde. The formaldehyde, yeah, exactly. Martini. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. That's uh, Carpenter. Go. Right. Okay. There we go. I was in a Spider-Man costume for 20 minutes, and so when you said Craven, I was like, The Hunter, the, the, the most dangerous game is man. <laughs> Sorry. For you no, Marvel Comics fans. They're always they're always eating food next to dead bodies. Right. right? And everybody else is freaking out. And like, they upplay it a lot with this guy. Like, they make him very slobby. Like right, right. He has and, a sandwich. He puts the sandwich down. Right. The, the cat eats the sandwich. He has, he has a cat a chips. in his office. Like, he has with a dead chips. Bodies. He's just munching down on chips. Right. As a guy, like, is, like, totally squeamish next to him. Right. They're kind of definitely trying to show small town, but also just right. horrible. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Practices. Uh, so, anyway... He opens the box and looks inside and he's like, oh, I better call the family and say we're going to have a closed casket because his whole body is drained of blood. And the spider kind of sneaks out without him noticing and crawls away. You get to see spider vision and you get to see this is a great reference I'm about to make here, boys. Strap in cats and dogs living together. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Anyway, Ghostbusters for because sure. Because the, the spider is crawling and it looks and it sees the dog and the dog's like, woo, gotta get out of here. And then he looks yeah. at the cat and the cat's like, gotta get out of here. And then, and then it would have been great if uh, the spider hissed back. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you too? And then the crow comes down. And he's like, I'm going to have some lunch and flies off. <laughs> Crash lands and is smoking. That's how yes. toxic this spider is, which I thought was hilarious. Yes. No crow is hurt in the film, right? They actually never mentioned it. But I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we'll save all the spiders, but who cares about the crows? Yeah, I didn't stay to the end of the credits because I wasn't sure if they were going to be setting up a cinematic universe in this film. So Jesus. All right. So, yeah, the crow dies and falls from the sky and lands in the yard of Jeff Daniels, who we named Harry. Harry. Why would I forget Harry? <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised. It was also uh, two syllables in Super Cinchy. Uh, Big gulp, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so this is when you get Harry and stay-at-home mom talking about it. And we did the right thing. Yes. Fucking kill me. I've already seen this part twice. This literally we just saw it in Jaws. We saw it in Pet Cemetery. I feel like those movies did it better. Right. Especially because like this guy is a general practitioner. It's not as though we, when they talk about Lewis Creed, like, their whole lives were fucked. Right. And it's right, very clear. Right. And he was escaping that. Whereas this guy's like, oh, yeah, we didn't want earthquakes. But it's just the horror type like trope of, you know, oh, it has to be someone completely new entering a new town. And right. they're going to discover what's going on. No one's going to believe him because he's new. He's not going to fit in. They so need that to become sort of uh, pillars of like purity. Right. right. Exactly. Exactly. We're too good to be with the lowly dregs of San Francisco. Right. And where everyone here is kind of looking down on him because he's from San Francisco. He's like big city. So 
Yes. You almost just referenced the Scorpions with Big City Nights. Uh, that's my favorite song. <laughs> By the Misfits. <laughs> he's fucking lying. <laughs> Don't listen uh, to a so, word he's goddamn saying. So the kid finds a little tiny spider. So yeah, wait a bit, itsy bitsy spider. And he's like, ah, dad, there's a spider. And his dad's like, all right, let's go find your mother and have her kill that spider. That's yeah. the funniest line of this whole yeah, movie. Yeah, that is pretty yes. good. So then they go inside. This is weird. This whole situation is weird. So they get the spider. The mom picks it up and says, oh, it's bad luck to kill a spider in the first night in a new house. Which I was like, I ain't yeah, never heard of that. Never heard that. She takes the spider and then puts it in their own barn. Yep. Dummy, why would you put it in a place where you live? Like, just put it outside of the barn. What is that? Yeah, but I mean, you got to imagine it's still going to find its way back to the barn. I don't know. I chuck spiders all the time. (laughs) Professional spider chucker, huh? That's actually (laughs) my superhero name. What I do is I go out in in the dead of night and I have a utility belt filled with different kinds of spiders. When I see a mugger, I'm like, (laughs) honestly, I don't know. Maybe it's just me being a little bit of a realist here. Michelle's like, okay, well, I'm going to save this spider here. She grabs a cup, scoops it up takes it outside and shakes it off. And I'm like, that's going to be back in the house in like two seconds. You realize that, (laughs) right? I mean, I can squish it and throw it in the toilet and it's going to be gone. But nah, apparently she wants to, you know, save its life. No, my wife will scream and yell at me if I save it. She's like, kill it. (laughs) Even like anything. If it's a cricket, kill it. (laughs) Everything. I can't imagine if you were to pick up a spider and then walk or chuck it a couple yards away from a barn for it to not be like, hey, that looks like a pretty good spot to like lay up a nest or like right. have a you know a spider web. It's a very night at the Roxbury kind of attitude, like getting thrown out of a place and wanting to go back in there immediately. Wow. Because if mm. I got bounced, I'd be like, I don't want to hang out at your shitty club anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so then the doc uh. throws it in her face and he's like, it's it's bad luck not to make love in the first night of a new house. I was like I appreciate I like, what he did there. I like that. I like that. He turned around and fucking spun it, right? Like yep. a web. Like a spi- ah! <laughs> <laughs> Finishes his own jokes. Um, he grows up so fast. Every once in a while. <laughs> Big buck. <bump, bump. laughs> so this is also where they show the spider having sex with the alpha spider, correct? Yeah, it's business time. Yep. Which is a very awkward scene. Yeah, they're like touching it's tenderly. Weird. Yeah, I feel like there should be some music going on in the background. Right, which we talked about it in the Alpha Spire should actually be a female. Correct? Absolutely. I mean, come on, you like an ants queen? Absolutely, uh, should have been a female. Right, alien. Alien. And that was one of the things. Like aliens, I never heard of anybody say anything fucking sexist about the fact that the alien queen was a queen, not a king. Correct. Done deal. All right. Then we have so, uh, Doctor yeah, Metcalf. This is where you word. meet uh, the Dick Doctor. Prick dick. Dick. Prick Dr. Dick. <laughs> Prick Dick. And he basically says, oh, uh, I'm not going to retire because if I retire, I feel like I'll die. Yeah. After he moved his whole family all the way to this small town. By the way, <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yep. So I he would gets... ser- I, I'm sorry. You're 75 years old. I will punch you square in the nose <laughs> <Yeah>. right now. <laughs> Just do that one inch punch from Bruce Lee right in the chest. Like, oh, cardiac arrest. He died of natural causes. Sorry, he guys. Fell. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's all mad. He leaves and he's. <laughs> Harry's not parked in a correct spot, which makes him kind of a dick, but he starts getting a ticket for it. And this is where we meet the sheriff, Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. And he's kind of a dick to him, which kind of plays in later as being I like mean, a big city. A reoccurring role. Big city boy. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then we meet his neighbor, which we did not give her a name, right? 
We didn't give her a name. She is so nice. Yeah, she's not in a very long. Margaret. <laughs> yeah, she Margaret is, is so yeah. very nice. Like I wish I had her as a neighbor. Seriously. Yeah. Like throw me a party. Party. Par- party. Party. Throw me a party. Yeah, that's yeah. the word. So the neighbor Margaret totally like slaps down the sheriff. Yeah, she rips she, up his ticket and throws it on the floor. Here's your uh, ticker tape parade. Yeah. And then yeah. she says that he's always been a bully, which is why she held him back in the fifth grade. And I was like, damn. Yeah. You're cutting deep, <laughs> motherfucker. Just because a guy's got dyslexia, don't mean you have to shame him in public. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great. And so basically, she says he'll be um, Harry's new first patient. And I love that he makes the joke to his wife that, you know, he has one patient and he goes, or maybe every one of her body systems will be ravaged by disease. And he'll be like, I have seven patients. <laughs> That's some dark ass doctor humor. Yes. It's a little bit of foreshadowing, too. Ooh, because Ooh. she. <laughs> yep. I don't want to get into spoiler territory. <sighs> so this is where the wife goes to the barn. Yeah. She walks up into the barn and sees webs everywhere, like and huge webs. And she's so artsy. Right. Yeah, she's artsy, she's like, but she does nothing. Oh like, my god, let me just take photos of those all webs of this. are so crazy that you should have been like, "What's going on?" Yeah, like right off the bat, you're like, "Uh, <laughs> let's call an exterminator." Yeah, nine one one. You know what? I realized we fucked up, guys. We should have called her Lydia Dietz with that stupid fucking camera and her like, "My whole life is a dark room. I'm gonna take pictures <laughs> of fucking spider webs and put them up in a family practice." Oh. Weirdo. <laughs> anyway, so Jeff Daniel, or sorry. It's okay, Again, you actually got Harry. the name right that time. I know. Last time Jeff, I said Bridges. Jeff Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> the dude. So Harry goes and performs a physical on Margaret, says she's healthy. So she then says, hey, I'm going to throw you a party and you can meet new people and hopefully get some more patients. I thought and that was really cool. Yeah. It was a nice little olive branch. Yeah, the term? exactly. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky guess. Yo, there, so there's the part where the wife insists on him going up to the barn and seeing everything. Oh, True. yeah. That's he right. says that's the right. whole thing about him being a baby in the crib and a spider crawled up. Yeah, his it's leg. very brief. Like I, if you're yeah. not paying attention to it, you're like, I have no idea why this guy's afraid of right. this. I only reference it because it's like the breadcrumbs, because at the end, of course, this is like the writing by numbers. You get the reference to it again where Bob's right. crawling up his legs. So that's why I mentioned it. But right. there is there are two weird jokes that I don't I wanted to see if you guys thought were amusing. One, he's sitting there stoically, like reflective. He like Bilbo Baggins, token on a pipe, watching little kids run by. And he's like, ah, oh, I wonder if my kids are going to go catch fireflies. And the neighborhood kid's like, you want to blow up a bullfrog? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Because also the little, the kid bunny reminded me of the annoying ginger from Small Wonder who used to listen in through the door. <laughs> Fucking keep your mouth to yourself, lady. And then he makes a Frank Lloyd Wright joke. Who's like, it's like architecture humor in this movie. Did you catch that at mm-hmm. all? He says like, oh yeah, the spider that you saved was Frank Lloyd Wright. Like, oh, oh that's you know right. What? I did yeah, yeah, hear yeah. him say that, but I'm like, I, mm-hmm, I have no idea. I have no idea who that was. So I, I agree. Uh, pretty great. Chad, architect. did you did you catch who that was? Or no, I didn't. Yeah, you're welcome. I feel like it was one of those things where you know, in Family Guy, where they reference somebody, and you're like, I, mm, yes, I don't know who that is, but apparently it's really fucking funny. So I don't know. <laughs> Is that do you, do you yeah? Know, no, I totally agree. Yeah, Rick and Morty. I remember watching this. I think it was with you, Michelle, and my wife. So the four of us. And my wife. My wife. <laughs> and uh, they make a Bart. Oh, no, it, it was it was Archer. Archer. And they made a Bartleby the Scribner joke, and I laughed so hard, and you all and three looked at me like, 
What are you talking about? (laughs) I would prefer not to. It's so good. That's the best obscure reference I've ever heard on TV Uh, in my life. Moving on. So party ends. The wife wants to call and say thank you. Before the party ends, there's a great joke. Okay, it's a religious joke. joke. Can I have it? Yes. Okay. So the coach is talking about. It re- the coach reminds me so much of the coach from Little Giants who like rubs the milk on oh, his okay. kids' I tendons. Yeah. yeah. So he's, yeah, he's there. like, "Oh yeah, yeah, she's she, you know, she's going to college. Oh yeah, what are you studying, Jim?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he says that you know his son is the star quarterback, and he says that he you know could throw the ball before he could even walk. And so the <laughs> the stay at home mom is like, "Oh nepotism," and then the wife is like, "No, we're Baptists." Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's such a good good joke. Anyway, keep going. So Margaret, uh, after the party goes home, she's just cleaning up her house, sends her cat outside. There's a close call with the cat almost getting bit by the spider. She's like, you know, looking at her like dead husband, like in a picture. That was super sweet when she's like, you would have too much punch in, but the life of the party. Right. Yeah. It kind of makes you a little bit like... uh, no, you're just a little more sad when right. she when she goes because it proves her an in, she's an innocent. She has no ulterior motive. She's just done something incredibly selfless, and she you know is just her sac or not sacrifice, but her death is something where you realize that like no one is safe. Kind of. Right, exactly. right, and it's also like taking away Harry's comfort lifeline. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, she goes to turn off the light, and you could see kind of like the shadow of the spider in the the lamp. Lampshade. Lampshade. The silhouette. For a second there, I thought the spider was going to go into her milk. Yeah. It was fucking gross. As a like, vegan, uh, that's double no, gross. don't yeah. do it. <laughs> but they couldn't do like the eating and drinking the spider twice. Right. Uh, yeah. That's true. So they had to save it. But anyway, she goes to turn off the light. It drops down, bites her hand. Dead. That's when um, Harry's wife wants to say thank you. She's like, I've been calling her all day trying to say thank you. Can you go check on her? Harry goes over, can see in the window because she's not answering the door. Well, before he goes over there, he the, picks up the cat. Well, he's doing the, he's trying to work on his wine cellar downstairs. Oh, and he's using right. a nail that's gun. True. This is where you establish that the whole underground of the house is rotten. Uh, they think it's termites. So that's how you, we set the breadcrumbs to get Delbert very closely yeah. thereafter. So then he goes, gets right. the cat, finds her dead. And uh, bing, bomb, boom. Boop. Uh, the doctor <laughs> Metcalf is there and he's like, well, it's a heart attack. But, well, you know, she had a bad heart. And then he, he's, he's like, like no, well, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't know. She actually tested that. She, I, you didn't need to give her any pills. Systolic, dolostolic, <laughs> I took her off the pills. And they're like, what? You killed her. And he's like, no, I didn't. And so Metcalf is like, I'm going to see to it that the full long arm of the law goes right up your pony hole, Mr. Guy. And he's yeah, like, what? He's such a yes. fucking prick. And the I love people like this because this is something that I I really enjoy. I love evil characters who you can't do shit to because like he can't punch that old man because he will kill that no, old he, man. He could absolutely. <laughs> you go to jail, dog. <laughs> you want jail time for punching yeah. that old man? No, but he's one that you just like push down a set of stairs <laughs> or like wet his kitchen or do floor. or do the one inch I mean, punch like you said, right? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, heart attack. I don't know what happened. Oh, your arm tingles? Uh, I'd call you, uh, you know, an ambulance, but uh, whoops. Uh, um, call collect. So Harry wants to do an autopsy on her just to make sure it wasn't and they're like, a heart attack. No. Right. And the well, sheriff and like, the old doctor kind of gang up on him and they're like, nope. She bit her fucking tongue off. And he's like, when was the last time you saw that in a heart attack? And they're like, nah, not happening. Right. Don't want to desecrate and the And then dead. also, I mean, to be fair, it 
and not talking shit on small towns, but it does kind of have like a small town kind of vibe. The cronyism, right? Where yeah. they're like, oh, well, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Let's just You're write book it. learning from Yale. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Let's write this off as uh, it's a heart attack and you can fuck off. Right. If you're so smart, why did you do the fifth grade only once? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> That's so good. This kind of leads into the funeral where the coach offers him a lifeline as well yeah. to go fondle boys. <laughs> a very long, weird scene. I thought they said that they were Baptists, not Catholic. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> then you get the introduction of the hero of the film, Delbert, in his Bugs Be Gone hat. And he says that there's no bugs in the cellar, that it's just bad wood. And he says, she's like, well, what do we do? And he goes, well, you tear out the bad wood and you put in the good wood. <laughs> and then he mentions my, one of my favorite parts of the whole movie is he says that he he doesn't collect wine. He collects beer cans. What do we call him? I don't remember. Which name? I feel like we should just oh, call Chud. him. We should call him Bubbles. I was going to say Bubbles, Bubbles Dad. Yeah. Okay. Bubbles from, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's Trailer Park Boys. It's uh, He sounds exactly like him. <laughs> Money, what do you care? This is what I think you should do. Have you seen the, the Cart Boy, which started the whole thing? No. Yeah, Cart Boy is a film where it's bubbles, and he basically is breaking... Uh, shopping carts so he can return them and make money so he could pay for his cat who has like a deformity and so it's it's Ricky and um, yeah they basically let him do it at the end it's very cute but that huh. starts the whole thing of Trailer Park Boys is one short film which is a one off that's fucking great and the guy who Anybody plays ha- who hasn't like, seen Trailer Park Boys you got to do yourself sorry favor. neither here nor there but he says that the he ha- his prized possession in his beer can collection is a 1974 with a misprint <laughs> and if you have as many fucking comic books as I do you hear the word misprint and you just roll your eyes and go Gah! how could something being imperfect make it so valuable but then that's that kind of wabi sabi <laughs> yeah, Chad but and is, I talk about that all the time wabi sabi isn't you know that, that also is? like stamp collectors yeah. Aren't yeah. they like something that is fucked up on something? Yeah. It's so rare. They're like, well, this is worth like half a million dollars. Yeah. Coins too, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Wabi-sabi is a Japanese term for something that is perfectly imperfect. I did not know that. I love that term. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. We go to the gym. The coach mentions the, the crickets are up the wazoo in their town. And then Jeff Daniels is like, That's I don't funny. hear any crickets. And he's like, come to think of it. Neither do I. Oh, well, let's go fondle some boys. <laughs> So he basically walks up to a giant line of boys and has them turn their head and cough. Doesn't change. I thought the we were gonna skip that part. Just keeps going. No, <laughs> no it's we're about too to get weird. the graphic detail. Yeah, <laughs> cough. Did, did cough. You, cough. Did you guys see the extended cut where he sniffs his finger afterwards? <laughs> After each one. <laughs> oh. Some dick cheese on that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he goes up to one of the guys. He's like uncircumcised bold choice <laughs> uh, and uh, after he uh, does this deed he goes and watches their game does he do the dirt yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> does he do the deed done dirt cheap but then I realized why done, even bother with Chad done doing the jeep would you <laughs> when I was a kid I thought that they said uh, dirty deeds in the thunder jeep and I thought it was about fucking I thought it was about having sex in a car and you call it the thunder jeep because you're like bringing the thunder you know I was a dumb kid fuck off no you listen to what uh, you, you you think they're saying yeah. I mean I mean the what was this fucking shit we were listening to earlier and I'm like donkey park 
<laughs> so good. Anyways. Uh, so anyway, a spider crawls into one of the helmets and one of the players puts on the helmet. He gets well, a pass. On. Can I I sorry to keep cutting you off. All right, yeah. go for it. I really like the way that they set this up because this is as similar to Jaws as you really got, where you're tracking this spider through this whole scene to get there. Yes. Right. It's right. Under so the you bench. have it you have it crawling to the helmet. Yes. Well, yeah, it goes under the bench. The girl jumps. It goes down, it descends, it goes to another one, it descends, it crawls by, it gets in the helmet. I mean, it tracks this whole thing, and it's a way it, of making something that's this itty-bitty thing, right. this looming threat for a few seconds, right. really good pacing. Like, this was probably one of the more dramatic parts of the film for something that's ultimately kind of a throwaway, because the kid, him dying, you're like, whatever. Right. But I thought that it made the whole scene have more gravity. Every Almost every kill does that with this same type of filming technique. Exactly. Yeah, I think this yeah, is one, of, yeah. which is great. I mean, they have a buildup, which you should. You right. shouldn't just have all of a sudden there's a spider teleported to a, a helmet exactly. that a guy puts on. Which I think in modern cinema we have a problem with with jump scares, where you don't have you don't have that pacing. You just have as opposed right. to working your way through it, because that's one of the things that I always really like. Like when you watch Michael well, Myers walk in the background of a scene. And then he's there when it counts. So you still get the jump scare, but you've had that tension. It's almost a release at that point. Oh, yeah. Since, since when does a buildup that makes sense not make it in films, right? I mean, all of a sudden, somebody's there. Why? Because it scares you? Right. I don't know. Yeah. The spider is in the helmet. He gets a pass thrown to him. And right as he's about to catch it, he gets bit in the neck. And uh, he gets Dude, tackled. He gets, he gets fucking turned inside out. Yep. Like they're like, okay, hit this guy fucking hard, and like I'm like, did he did he really die? But then at the funeral, they're like, oh, it wasn't even a hard hit. I'm like, oh, it was pretty hard. <laughs> what the fuck? Is this Pop Warner and, or and, Thunderdome? And this is why I didn't play football. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't play because I had too many concussions. Fair uh, enough. Fair enough. You know, too many a lot concussions, of concussions, lacerations. Uh, yep, pretty much no, all of it. All, all of the above. You know, Frankie Munez, the guy with Malcolm in the Middle, has a bunch of strokes and concussions and stuff. Super sad story. You should look it up. That's true horror right there. The horror from within your own brain. Moving on, Dr. Metcalf says he doesn't want to do the opsosies. He said that he would be run out of practice. This is while he's on the treadmill getting his steps in, you know. And this is pre-Fitbit, so he's having to count them by <laughs> hand. The spider goes up onto the treadmill. I love that the spider goes off the track. Yeah, so it skips his again. It skips him walking on the treadmill, right. and then it falls to the ground. So again, the same, same thing. Same build up, yeah. right? So it's it's the build up to the actual bite, and it's not just him just right. oh, okay. Well, we're just gonna throw him inside this the the shoe without the build right. up, and then you're gonna see the bite. And, so and Doctor Dick is a dick to his wife too, because yeah. she's like, oh, you are you jealous of the new doctor? And he's like, now I've lost my count. And you're just like, damn it, woman. calm down. And then he, so he walks off and she goes, well, you need your slippers. It's cold. So he goes uh, back. So she actually ends up getting him back in, yeah. in yep. the end there. She kills so. him. <laughs> Die, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but so what was interesting about this, real is it's not a fully grown spider. So it, it's still, it, it's considered like an infant, right? And so it, it's, there are two different types of spiders within the film, right? There's the, the, or maybe there's just two in general. There's the main big one and then there's the small one. These are right? hybrids, which is why they're smaller. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's a normal house one. So that would probably dictate on how fast it's going to kill him, right? As far as like how he was able to say, okay, call the doctor, call the doctor. Or I no. think so, but I mean the even the player though, the football player, 
died rather quickly. Yeah. So the, kind the big of the problem same that thing. you run into is a lot of infantile venomous creatures secrete more venom and right. toxin because they don't have the that's capacity true. to like that's true. snakes. Exactly. And then and then at the same time, think about it. Okay, Trials well we snakes. have an we have an older doctor in his like what seventies, right? And then you have a high school player, football player, <laughs> super healthy. like in the fucking prime of his health. And he dies instantly. But if you're talking about toxin traveling through the body, if his cardiac system is pumping a lot more quickly, that could circulate through his oh, body. That's and true. they both are physically active right before dying. Well, also, the old man just says two things. He says, call an ambulance. And then he says to call. Well, Harry. he says, I'm having a stroke. And then to call. Yeah. Huh. So more than just, you know, <laughs> those two. But they also needed to say that to kind of be like, oh, you were a dick this whole time and you want to call that. It's like a little bit you. of a redemption movie. Right. Here. It's kind of like, yeah. bam. Also, we cut through the bullshit because he says, some damn thing bit me. So we know we're now dealing with a bite as opposed to meandering around. Right. A, a specialist in the thing says it. Boom. We get it. We go. Uh, That's one of the things. She also says, "Yeah, oh, it was right. a spider." And, that, and, and he's that's like, what she, like a that's, cougar. Yeah, and that's what she that's what she says, and she actually mentions it to the, the police officers right. afterwards. So there's a long time period now we're gaining on this guy surviving this bite. Yeah, whatever. The coroner <laughs> shows up. Uh, the coroner he is talking with Jeff Daniels about the whole heart attack thing. Uh, then they go to the actual body. They find the bite. Right. He says he wants to check them all. They get the exhumation order, much to the chagrin of Captain Crunch. Yeah, this is the county coroner. Correct. And yeah. the, the county coroner even calls him and says, hey, just for the record, I still think it's a heart attack, but they did find a toxic substance in his body, right. which could be. Then they do the yeah, exhumation they're like, order. oh, accidental poisoning Correct. or yada, yada, whatever. So they call a Dr. Ponytail. He sends over his assistant to come help out because he can't be bothered. You guys thought that was an asshole move. And I was like, that's delegation. That's what that is. Then they do the autopsies. They find the bites on Margaret, on the kid, on the guy. And they go, okay, this is a spider that we're clearly dealing with. The assistant calls Atherton. And that's when everything kind of... Yeah, and then that's when uh, Dr. Ponytail says, okay, but you need to find me a live specimen. Yep. Yep. Right? And that's when they go back to the house of Margaret. Did you like the scene where he's staring at the wall and he can't sleep? And he thinks it's a spider on the wall and he goes over and he starts to confront his fears and he's going to squash it. And then you realize that it's like a coat rack that's next yeah, to the wall. Yeah, yeah. I really good. like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I thought it was a I symbol. Mean, like, I'm ready to do battle with this thing. After watching that film, how many times did I do that? I did that at least two or three times, yeah. like throughout the day where I was like, I got something on me. That's a spider. Nah, <laughs> that's just your imagination. You're good. So it makes sense. Jack, yes. keep us going. Keep this okay. train moving. We got to go to the next station. Uh, so this is where they're searching Margaret's house. They find uh, a dead spider and they said, oh, here you go. Doesn't work because <laughs> all the blood's drained from a dead spider. And, which and I didn't where know. did they find the dead spider? In Captain In Crunch's room, yeah. <laughs> which my wife go. jumped at with an, a literal, she literally did an eek <laughs> sound, which is awesome. <laughs> which is a dead one too, which is even better. Yeah. Then it cuts to the coach's house, who's rushing his daughter, who literally just turned on the shower. Yeah. I was like, that that doesn't make sense. That doesn't, that's no bueno, not kosher. There's a spider on the curtain. Yep. He goes downstairs to the other bathroom. There's a spider in the toilet. Oh, that's so awful. That scene, that is so I told awful. you guys before, made me check the toilet. It's actually happened to so me many before times. <laughs> where I've taken a shower. A spider has came down from the ceiling, landed on my face. I've been shampooing and I've literally grabbed the spider, thrown it on the ground, opened my eyes and see a spider. Oh, 
happened to me real IRL. Wow. It was fucking scary <laughs> as shit. Were your boobs perky like, like hers? And now every time I shower, I'm just like fucking eyes blood red with like soap and everything going into my eyes. I'm like, nope, not close my eyes. I'm good. <laughs> mm. So it slides down her boobies, down her navel, about to hit her vagine, and she sees it and squelches and screams. Dad yep. comes to save the day. And then they call Delbert. Yes. Oh, but before before Delbert gets there, is when they go back to Margaret's house. Jeff Daniels distracts the spider. The assistant gets it. The assistant assures him, well, you have a neurotransmitter that lets you overcome your fear. And he's like, I don't have that neurotransmitter. <laughs> I like that. It was pretty Yeah, funny. that was pretty good. Absolutely. Skyans. <laughs> yes. And this is a long scene because Bubbles goes and checks the bathroom and nothing is there. He's like, oh, there's no spider there, even though his hand barely misses one. And he then leaves the house, sees it outside. With his goddamn asbestos gloves. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah. And he uh, shoots it twice with his special chemical that does absolutely nothing. And then he steps on one. And that's the one that took fucking forever. And that's where Kutcher said, insects are my life. I've always liked them better than people. (laughs) (laughs) And then, oh, after he steps on it, one of my favorite lines in the movie. Yeah, that's right. I'm bad. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Yeah. Right. He's like, oh, I got I got all organic stuff here. So then he just starts spraying all these spiders and they're like, Yeah, well, it ain't working. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, that stuff smells bad. And they're like not dying and stuff. Yeah. So this is also where they decide to go back to the coroner, correct? Correct. And that's where um, you have Harry accusing Dr. Ponytail of knowing who uh Spy Dork was. Yes. And that's when you establish the whole how the this whole came picture. to be. Yeah. Um, so they think the originating point is the corner because that's where the body shows up. But as we know, the crow took it to Harry's house. So when they show up at the corner, uh, well, I like, I like, hold on, sorry. No, go for it. Uh, they're like, oh, well, we think it's at the corner. So he tries calling him. He's yes. like, oh, that's the wheel. He's like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, ah, oh, he always leaves his phone off the hook whenever the wheel of fortune's on. You're like, oh. <laughs> Right. Wheel of Fortune. So the same sort of thing happens. Uh, they start making popcorn. The spider crawls onto a popcorn bowl, and it's just you know they're barely missing it as you know they kind of go sit down with him and Mimi. Yeah, with him and Mimi, <laughs> and Mimi they show her hand grab the popcorn with the spider in it, and then they cut to Harry and them kind of coming into the house yep. later, and they find them dead. And Harry's kind of inspecting, and the spider comes out of the doctor's news. Yes. It's a Which was cheesy. pretty, yeah. It's fake It's good. It's super fake, but like, it's kind he of looks plastic as right. fuck. And she doesn't because she's really there, which is kind of funny. So yeah, well, even though he's plastic as fuck, my wife still jumps. You have to remember, like this is a great tweener movie. To yeah, introduce yeah right. Well, absolutely. he puts his face like close to his mouth to kind of try and feel the breath or whatever, and that's when it comes out. So it's kind of interesting. I like it. I love it. I would like. So yes. Sorry, then they walk outside and they say, give me a map so that they could find out where all these attacks are so they could triangulate the actual origin point. <laughs> triangulate. And they're like, oh, there's attack here, attack here, attack here. What's this in the middle? And he's like, that's my house. <laughs> yeah, what did they say it was before, though? They said it was something. They're like, what is that, the cemetery or something? And then he's like, no, my house. I think they said the corner, right? Because that's where they no, were. No, that's a house. Who lives oh, there? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, now they're all hauling ass to get to his barn. And they get to the barn. They get right? well. They no, the so doctor, so in between there. In, yeah, meet, in, uh, in, in, in between there, they have Doctor Ponytail talking to 
Captain Crunch and he's like, yes. uh, you know, looking or he's hanging out at Harry's practice. Correct. And he's like, hey, where are these shots taken? He's like, oh, that's at the barn where Harry lives. Take me there right now. Take me there right now. <laughs> Right, so then they go there, and that before they get there, you have the famous scene where he like shows up to the barn and he like strums the fucking spider web like yeah. it's like a bass, like, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And he's like, "What does he say? Dinner's here? Yeah. Dinner's yeah, dinner, ready? Or dinner, something? Yeah, dinner time, whatever." Yeah, and then the spider's like, "Okay, cool, right? <laughs> yeah, like he right, after he, does, right, out, right after he does, right after he does that, the spider's neck. just like, all right, fresh meat." <laughs> Yeah. Just jumps right on him. This is like the big spider, the alpha, is kind of the jump scares. Yeah, right. exactly. There's no telling where it's coming from. They're not doing spider vision. It just jumps out, bites, and then it's you're dead. Which and and this one in particular is a little more gruesome, I feel like, than others because it shows the close up of the fangs going into the neck. Yes. Right? Much more and you see the blood right. seeping out. So that's kind of cool. Then you have Delbert, he shows up and he starts spraying some of the smaller spiders, and then that's when you have well, the doctor swing backwards and you see his face covered in spiders like we talked about earlier. Yes. Right, yeah. Delbert busts out the private stock. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Jeff Daniels goes home and he finds the spiders everywhere. It's amazing that it goes from no spiders visible to, oh my God, where are all these spiders coming from? Please stop. I can't move. Correct. Oh, Without right. the egg sack hatching. Exactly. Because the egg sack ones are the ones that he's like, hey, right. if they hatch, it's going to take over so the town amazing, and right? the next Is town and the they, next they town. They show up to the house and they're like, Okay, hey, everything's fine. All of a sudden, one spider shows up and then they multiply and then they multiply. And you're like, okay, so they were just like hiding, waiting for that <laughs> very same moment for you to show up to be right. like, all right, I'll attack. Yes. Uh, that seemed weird. I agree. So, yeah, they basically run into the house. There's spiders everywhere. The Harry's trying to get his family out. Delbert puts uh, on all of his full gear with his dual wield. Right. Rock and roll. They go, they all go upstairs. Yes. They go into the bathroom. Yeah. They go out the Onto the, the like, window. The ledge, window. They ledge. go out, to, out into the window. They have, he's the last one to leave. And they're like, come on, Harry. Harry, right. why are you, why But are spiders you so fall from the ceiling. The spiders all fall from the ceiling. So he they're, can't they're go climb, They're all climbing down the, the side little lattice. Right. Um, then the guy falls down. Yep. The assistant. The lattice breaks. But you're also missing the synchronized descent, which I think is really it's right. A cute Three perfect, like over the window, right? I think it's actually four, but yeah. Four. They, they go and they completely block it. And he tries to go underneath him. He's like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and I love that uh, the doorknob, it, like the spiders are coming out of the plate behind it. Yeah. I like coming, how they're, they're coming out of the fucking sink. sink yeah. And everything. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, Gross. So basically, the bathroom is just covered in spiders. He has to exit out into the hallway. Finally gets the door open and then there's spiders everywhere. One falls on his hand or his head. He freaks out and then the stunt man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who's clearly visible as not Jeff Daniels, falls off of the second he, floor. Yeah, he falls like through the railing. Right, through the railing and then falls the through the floor. wood. So he just falls straight through all of that into which, the attic. Which is great I mean, because, I mean, they had already established that the floor and the... What do you call it? Cellar. Cellar. Yeah. The was cellar all is all rotted, right. rotted wood. So it makes sense. Yeah. So he falls hard and uh, looks around and he's like, there's no spiders. And he realized that the cellar is actually the den because they mentioned that previously. Because spiders are cannibals. And so you don't want spiders next to the egg sac because they'll eat the younger ones. So this is why Bob is there. He's protecting all of the eggs and he realizes he's fucked. He looks over, sees the giant pulsating white orb they referenced. 
and he realizes that everything has gone to hell. Yep. So he grabs a bottle of alcohol and breaks it open. Starts. Which I'm sorry, he has a bunch of wine. Yeah, but then yeah. he also had they established Did he have, like it's cognac a brandy. or brandy. Okay, it's a brandy, so yeah. that makes a little more sense because I was like, he's throwing wine, and I'm pretty sure that's not going to catch fire. Yeah, what? He, he even mentions it out loud that it's a brandy of some okay. kind, and then that makes a little more sense. Yeah, right. So, cat and mouse with Bob. Right. He breaks open the bottle and he starts pouring it on the egg sack, and he's going to light it. Bob jumps out, scares the shit out of him. He falls. The wine rack falls on top of him. He's pinned down. He's throwing hundred dollar bottles of wine at this fucking spider like, to scare it. That's that's one thing where I actually feel like there's a little bit of comedic relief where right. he's like picks up a bottle and he's like, ah, let me hold on to that one, right. and then he picks another <laughs> one. Right? I thought that was kind of right. cool. Which is interesting because it's kind of the the act of him throwing these things away that clearly means so much to him show that like what is valuable is your life itself, right. Right. not the items that you take because you know you can't take it with you. So, you know, it's kind of a cute message, but then even while they're doing the kind of schmaltzy whatever, he still has the moment where he's like, eh, I'm still materialistic as fuck. Right. Yeah, for sure. So then what happens? Uh, when he's trapped underneath the wine rack, it's kind of funny because he grabs a bottle and it's like dropping down and he just punts it. Yeah. <laughs> he smacks it. And it's like thump and it just like flies across the room. That part is pretty funny. Oh, yeah. And so then we recreate the scene when he is an infant in his crib. He's laying down and Bob starts crawling up his leg and he's paralyzed and he's very afraid. And so, his, you know, he, he starts to overcome his fear. There's a little plank across his lap. When Bob gets onto it, he hits the plank, thus catapulting Bob into the fire at the side. And he's like, I got him. The motherfucker is dead. <laughs> I've reaped vengeance on behalf of myself and Margaret, my nice neighbor. And then Bob's like, hold on, motherfucker. I ain't done with you. Yeah. Comes out like squealing on fire, <laughs> uh, running right towards him. Well, I mean, it can't be a hissing spider anymore. It's got to be a squealing <laughs> yeah, spider. Squealing. It's not hissing, it's sizzling. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> and so it jumps directly to towards his face. He picks up the nail gun and fires a shot. It's a perfect shot. Drags or like it shoots, impales him, and he goes into the egg sack. This is our second reference to Chud because as he hits it, he says, Nice shot to himself. Yeah. Us hearkening back to, hey man, nice <laughs> shot from Chud. So then the end of the movie, they move back to San Francisco. I feel like this is super tacked on. I don't feel like this no, is the original. No, you don't need yeah. this. No, no. Oh, sorry. A piece of trivia was I read that they actually wanted a couple birds to land on the swing set outside their house as if reference to birds. And Steven Spielberg was like, no, or Frank. Yeah. Or, yeah, whatever. He was like, no, I just want it to be its own thing. So that's why you end up with the San Francisco type uh, hmm. earthquake exactly. shake instead of, like, the birds. I mean, I get it. Like, it's them moving back to the city. But eh. well, there's no kids. You can it's, tell like, it's still un- very forced. Yeah, this is right. one room. It was shot. You could tell this is only a couple takes. And you establish that, um, you know, he's very possessive of his wine. And the whole joke is that, oh, well, there's earthquakes in California. But. The other city was also still in California, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it almost seemed yeah, like there's so. a weird amount of like possessiveness with him where he's like, well, I can control everything within our environment. He literally says, yeah, and toasting she, the things he can control. Yeah, and then she's like, ah, oh, yeah. And then the earthquake happens. And right. it's like, bitch, you don't control <laughs> shit. That's because he's a six and his wife's like a 10. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's for sure. With those jowls. Jesus, I always feel self-conscious about my double chin. I look at him, I'm like, hey, life's not so bad. We mention it quite often. He's kind of got like a worm head, right? <laughs> but anyway, 
if you look at him, you can see Earthworm Jim, but with a nose. Am I right? Yeah, I can agree. Okay, perfect. So that is the movie. Credits roll. It is over. Like I said, no post-credit scene setting up Arachnophobia 2, Electric Boogaloo. Brian, do you think this film is a classic, a trashic, or a tragic? Classic. Absolutely. Chad? Agreed completely. I also agree, even though it is a carbon copy of Jaws. Yep. I will watch pretty much any carbon copy of Jaws. So much so that we have plans to do a future episode on Blades, which is Jaws with a killer lawnmower. Yeah. Cheers to that. So I will ask you kindly, if you don't mind, please go to Facebook.com slash SlashersPod at Slashers Pod on Instagram at Slashers Pod on Twitter. If we ever decide to update that fucking thing, we have a <laughs> subreddit. We have all these things as a means of getting you in contact with us and sharing our content and blah, blah, blah. Please enjoy it. We have the YouTube, everything. We're trying to branch out and create a means of justifying us hanging out even more often than we already do. So, yeah, uh, we have a Patreon uh, for our patrons. Even the lowest tier gets episodes a week early. Uh, there's the Goons Letter, there's a bunch of other things. Just go check it out. Even if you don't want to see it, see what we're doing and steal our ideas for your fucking podcast. <laughs> I feel like 90% of the people who listen to our podcast are like, oh, yeah, I have a podcast, too. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck about your podcast. <laughs> but what do you, my time. But what do you think about our podcast? <laughs> yeah. yeah what, what, well, let's get back down to the, the nitty gritty of it. What do you think? Doing yeah. good? Yeah, yeah. So, Brian, is that time? It's that time. If you ain't watching, I'm dying. You ain't really trying. Enjoy killing time until next week. And for Brian... For Jim Turn in the Corner, for Chad, for myself, I am Jake reminding you to go out there and do something you love. And remember that all work and no power play makes Jack a dull boy. (laughs) Being a grown-up is hard. I'm tired all the time and my body hurts. Anyway, this was a fun break. By break, I mean I got to do editing on two different episodes, our Patreon bonus episode on uh, Slashettes, which is the first episode of a podcast I've ever edited that I wasn't on in any way. That was kind of fun. And then this episode on Arachnophobia. So I know you're sitting there wondering, what was the name of that catchy fucking song from the beginning of the episode? Well, that's our friends over at Cry Havoc with their song Venomous Riptide. I couldn't help myself. The word venomous is in the title. I had to put it on the arachnophobia episode. The song was put on their new full-length record, No Good Deed Left Unpunished, on the Connecticut label Die Hipster Records. I'm looking here at their Facebook. They got a bunch of shit going on. August 4th, they're going to be with Knee Jerk from New York and Forward Assault at the Cherry Street Station in Connecticut. On August 25th, they're going to be at Connecticut Punk Fest Day 3. Uh, at Cherry Street Station, and on August 30th, they're going to be at Miller's Falls, Rod, and Montague. Where the fuck is Montague? It sounds like the Capulets are calling Miller's Fans Rod and Gun Club. That sounds fun. What a rousing little event. In Massachusetts, that's what MA stands for, because I'm smart. Anyway, enjoy yourselves with this song, uh, Venomous Riptide by uh, Cry Havoc.